This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. So for centuries, we have seen the church at large and men misuse and misinterpret the Bible to keep women silent. There are still whole denominations today that will not let women have their place in the church. But the message of the scripture is clear. The Bible says that God has called his daughters to prophesy. It's a lie to say that women are not equipped to assume the leadership roles in the church, both cultural as well as religious roles or as well as religious mindsets, have helped spread this lie. But in spite of arguments to the contrary, it is not supported by Scripture. Now, some preachers have jumped on the anti-woman bandwagon and launched an effort to re-masculinize the church out of fear that women would somehow dominate the church. For the most part, those who fight the idea of women's ordination today are still using the same arguments and misinterpreted Bible passages of old. But old, and and I have to say this, old lies don't die easily. Did Jesus believe that women could lead? Well, Jesus affirmed the equality of women in the midst of a culture that denied them basic human rights. You have to understand, at the time that Jesus walked on the earth, women in most of the world, the only way they could serve God, and they were false gods, by the way, were to be temple prostitutes. That was the religion of the day. It's the religion of today as well, by the way. You either have a monotheistic religion called Christianity, or Judaism, or you have cults that rise up, and most of them are sex cults, and most of their religion is sexual. All of Hollywood is sexual, and it's a religion. And it goes back to, if you'll study it, it'll go back to Egyptian worship of Ra, the sun god. It's all sun god worship. And It's been going on since the beginning of time. It's the worship of Artemis or Diana. It's the worship of of Tammuz. It's the worship of Mithra, Mithras, Mithraism. And it's all been going on right under your noses. In fact, many Christian denominations, many Christian churches have adopted it. The Freemasonry is just an adaptation to sun god worship. It is Satanism wrapped up with a bow. They worship the same false deity, the same false images, and they have the same symbolisms as full-blown Satanism and witchcraft. Now, some of you don't want to hear that, but ding-a-ling-a-ling, go do your own research. But it's time that we find out that there are two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. And the kingdom of this world is controlled by Satan. And many people 
knowingly or unknowingly are serving in that kingdom. And women especially have been oppressed because of this kind of worship, false worship. Jesus came in the midst of that. There was only one small group of monotheistic people. They were called Jews. And Jesus came in the midst of this little monotheistic group of people where the whole world was in darkness and he preached the gospel of repentance that shook the world and shook the pagan world. He not only came for the Jew, but he came to give life to every Gentile. That includes you and me. Thank God for Jesus the Christ. Amen? He called women. And by the way, in that culture, women were denied basic rights. A man could, even in the Jewish church, a man could divorce a woman for anything. If she burned his toast, I'm divorcing you. Kind of like Zimbabwe. Oh, we don't divorce, we just get a small house. Just tap your neighbor and say, I think he's talking about you this morning, you know. Uh. And, 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 our, and, our, and, and, and because we don't have foresight, because we can't see, our politicians are trying to pass laws so that they can cover up their sinful deeds. They're trying to pass laws right now that they can wipe their mouth and say, it's okay to have as many wives as you want. It's our culture. No, it's, it may be your culture, but it's against God's law. Let God be true and every man a liar. Every time that you violate this law, you destroy the social fabric of a nation. And it's so you can fulfill your own lusts. It's sin and God hates it. And we, I'm calling our nation to repent of it. And I'm calling good men and good women and people that love family and are growing to learn their, about family to rise up and put a stop to it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus was calling women to be his disciples during a time when religious leaders taught that it was disgraceful even to teach a woman. In Luke 8, the women who followed Jesus were a vital part of his ministry. It says the 12 were with him. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, Magda, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom came seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him. Well, here he names three women. A woman who had seven demons cast out of her. Another woman who was the wife of Herod's steward. I mean, she was the minister of finances' wife. Don't you think she had some funds in her hands? And then Susanna, and they provided for him. These women were not just stragglers. They were Jesus' disciples. They were with the 12. And we have every reason to believe that he commissioned them to minister in his name. When Jesus sent the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, many of these same women were in the upper room. 
There were 120 men and women in the upper room. It wasn't just men. And they received empowerment on the day of Pentecost. Power to do what? Why do you receive power? To do what? Just be powerful? No, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. God empowered women to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the gospel. If Christ commissioned only men to the ministry of the gospel, then why would he give power to both men and women? To be witnesses. What about Mary? If a woman was good enough to carry Jesus in her womb, then why would she not be good enough to carry him in her mouth? You see, the Bible empowers women. The Bible's full of women who were placed in authority by Almighty God. Miriam, there's no question that Moses' sister was considered a leader in ancient Israel. Micah 6.4 says, For I brought thee out of the land of Egypt, and I redeemed you out of the house of servants. And I set before thee, or I sent before you, Moses and Aaron, Aaron and Miriam. God says it. He says, I sent before you Moses, Aaron. Those are the two we always hear about. And Miriam. Hallelujah. See, she represented the authority of God to the people in the same way that Moses did. She spoke for God. And that's why she described, is described in Exodus 15 and verse 20 as a prophetess. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and dances. What about Deborah? Among the judges of Israel, Deborah was the only prophet other than Samuel. Deborah was a prophet. Judges 4.4 4 says, and Deborah, the prophetess, the wife of Lapidus, she judged Israel at that time. You see, her attentiveness to God and God's purposes and strategy resulted in a military victory that brought peace to Israel for 40 years. Would to God that there'd be a Deborah rise up and bring peace to Zimbabwe for 40 years instead of cursing the house of a nation. Deborah functioned as a civil ruler. And she was respected for her anointing, for her spiritual insights. So much so that Barak, the military commander, refused to go into battle without her. Hallelujah. And Deborah, in Judges 5 and verse 7, is called a mother in Israel. A mother in Israel. Oh, would to God that we had spiritual mothers that the whole nation would rise up and say, here's a mother in Zimbabwe. Not a spirit medium, but a mother. Just tap your neighbor and say, I think his preaching is better than your amening this morning. There's another woman. Her name is Hulda. Hulda, after 50 years of paganism, after 50 years of spiritual adultery in Israel, King Josiah took the throne and he found the book of the law, which was hidden in the temple. When it was read, he repented and he turned to the Lord. And then he sent his high priest to find a faithful follower of God who could speak for him. Who did he turn to? Hulda the prophetess, Huldah the prophetess. Esther proves that God uses women for st in strategic lo locations, strategic positions. 
Esther was placed before the king to further his purposes. Somehow he singled out this young Jewish woman and placed her as an intercessor and a deliverer for the nation of Israel, just like Moses. Her prayers and her obedience literally saved Israel from total destruction. Would to God that there be an Esther in Zimbabwe today that would save us from our destruction. Phoebe. Paul commended Phoebe to the church at Rome and asked them to receive her in the Lord. That's what he said, receive her in the Lord. Romans 16, 1 and 2 says, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centria, that you receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that you assist her in whatsoever business she need of you. For she hath been a succourer of many and of myself also. I looked up that word securer. It meaning someone who saves or a shepherd. Paul says she's been a secure, a savior to many, including myself. A shepherd to many, including myself. Paul is commending Phoebe to the Roman church. And by doing so, it was his way of giving her apostolic authority. And he obviously expected the Christian believers to follow her. In fact, Jewish history records that she was Paul's pastor. How would you like to be the pastor to the Apostle Paul? Pastor Nikki, how would you like to be my pastor? <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Pastor Prisca, how would you like to be my pastor? Hallelujah. I think God needs to raise up some Phoebes in the church. Hallelujah. They can pastor apostles. Shall I be king? You know, it takes, a, it takes a gift to pastor an apostle. Paul was a crazy man. He was a wild man. He was a man who knew no bounds. And then he says, Phoebe secured me. Who? What about Priscilla? along with her husband Aquila, a wife and husband team like Pastor Bonnie and Pastor Tom. How many of you know God has husband and wife teams out there? Praise God for husband and wife teams. Well, she was a woman. She was a woman pastor who influenced the apostolic ministry of a man named Apollos. You can look that up in Acts 18, verses 24 through 26. They, they were also apostles since Paul referred to them in Romans 16 as Fellow workers. That word fellow worker doesn't mean, hey, we're just to get. No, no. He says, we are workers of the same status. We work together. Like God says, you and I are fellow workers with him in the gospel. We are co-laborers. God can't do this without you, but we definitely can't do it without him. Tap your neighbor say, I think. God needs you. Amen. Philip's daughters. Philip, in Acts 21 verse 9, it says that Philip the evangelist had four daughters who were prophetesses. Women who were respected for their spiritual insights and their spiritual giftedness. Thank God. You know, I 
love the fact that I have one daughter, but she's prophetic. She's a psalmist. I thank God for my daughter, Sarah, because I see that she grew up in a godly home and she wants to serve God. May God bless her. I thank God for the Wayne and Sandy Roberts and their daughters who dance on this stage whenever they're here, who have served God, who love the Lord. I thank God for many of you that are raising godly daughters, giving them opportunity to be prophetesses. Lois and Eunice, Paul commends these two women, Timothy's mother and grandmother, for shaping his ministry, for shaping Timothy's ministry through their instruction and their example. By the way, where were daddy and grandpa? Hmm? Daddy and grandpa aren't even recognized, but grandma and mom are here. Who says women can't lead? Joel predicted that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on the church and that our sons and our daughters would prophesy. Joel 2, verse 28 through 29, it says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And it happened. In Acts chapter 2, verses 16 and 18, it says, But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now all believers, regardless of gender, have full access to the spirit of God. Today there is no male, no female in Christ Jesus. We all have access to the Spirit of God. See, if preaching is limited to men only, Joel would not have mentioned daughters in his prediction. He would have said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit and your sons will prophesy while your daughters serve quietly in the background and pray for the men. But that's not what he said. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And how many of you know that preaching is prophecy? When you preach under the anointing of the gospel, of the Holy Spirit, it is prophesying. Hallelujah. The Bible says that women will preach and lead and be on the front lines of ministry. Like Deborah, they will take the church into the enemy's camp and watch the Lord give them victory. Like Esther, they will not keep silent. Like Phoebe, they will labor as apostles and establish churches. Why do men pride themselves on strict adherence to literal translations of the Bible and then twist it? We're going to answer to God for limiting his work by restricting the flow of the Holy Spirit through women who have been called of God. You see, we have to understand that the Bible does not call women to be silent. In fact, in the book of Proverbs, godly wisdom is portrayed as a fearless woman who stands in the middle of the city and cries out. And here's what she declares. To you, O men, I call with my voice, and my voice is to the sons of men. She preaches with authority to men. She's evangelizing men in the central square of a major city. Yet how many leaders 
of how many major denominations around the world would tell this woman preacher to sit down and shut up. Not in this church, I can tell you that right now. It's tragic that so many great women preachers have had to defend their anointing. We will not quench the Holy Spirit in celebration churches by denying our sisters the right to prophesy. You see, to keep them silent is to tune out the voice of the Holy Spirit. To reject their leadership is to reject the Lord himself. Shouldn't women keep silent? Well, if they should, then get them out of the Sunday school right now. Get them out of the, the, the children's ministry. Get them off the mission field. Get them off of the piano. Get them out of the choir. Get them out of their service. Because let me tell you something. If they can't speak from here, they can't speak from there either. But didn't the apostle say in 1 Timothy 2 and verse 12 that women aren't allowed to teach or to have authority over men? Paul said for women to be in silence. Didn't the Bible say that? Well, both in Corinth and in, 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 in this situation, Paul is... In Ephesus, Paul is dealing with an issue of many women who were uneducated. And he was saying, I don't want you to be asking questions. I don't want you teaching in the church of things you do not know about. In fact, in this passage of scripture, these, uh, and in another epistle, well, in these passages, he's making a correction. In other epistles, and throughout his teaching, he is encouraging women to pray and to prophesy. So this restriction on women in 1 Timothy 2 and verse 12 does not apply to all women in all situations. He was dealing with a serious heresy problem in the church in Ephesus. Some of the female teachers were spreading error. We had that in our ministry right here. We had things being taught at women's ministry that shouldn't be being taught at women's ministry. That's why we shut it down. I said, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We corrected the error without destroying the work. Paul was doing the same thing. Some female teachers were spreading error. What they were teaching was that women were superior to men. They got involved in the feminist movement. Men are not inferior to women, nor are women inferior to men. Nor are we equal in everything. The woman is the weaker vessel. Women weren't meant and built like men. They were built differently. They're, they're, they're weaker for the most part. Now, there's some of you I wouldn't want to meet in the blind alley. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Don't get mad at me. Some of these... Some of this doctrine was that not only were women superior to men and that Eve was created before Adam, therefore it made him more powerful than Adam. That was, what, that was part of the teaching they were teaching. And you have to understand that Ephesus was the capital center of Diana worship where women had been temple prostitutes and women were used to calling the shots and they came into the church, their heads shaved and they were acting and bringing in diabolical doctrines into the church and Paul said to say, I want you to be silent. I want you to listen and I want you to be under the authority of godly 
authority. The women had usurped men. And Paul says, I don't want you to be in the place of authority any longer where you're usurping men, where you're dominating men, and you're controlling in the situation. He was dealing with false doctrine. But he was more than willing to let well-trained, Bible-believing women teach. Because we see that he commends Phoebe and Junie and Priscilla. And I want you to know in this church we will not allow women or men to teach error. We're going to hold fast to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible in 1 Timothy 2.12 says this. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. See, Ephesians 5 verse 21, Paul says, submitting yourselves one to another. The attitude of the church is we submit one to another. No one usurps over anybody. A man can't usurp over a woman, but a woman can't usurp over a man. And that word usurp means to demand, to control, to manipulate, to dictate, as in a dictatorship. So neither men or women should act as dictators. Who says women can't pastor? You might ask, can you show me one place in the New Testament where a woman ever functioned as a pastor? Well, can you show me one place in the New Testament where a man functioned as a pastor? Because you can't. The word pastor is only used once in the whole Bible. In Ephesians 4 and verse 11. Go read your Bibles. And it's never depicted of a man to be a pastor. Men, listen to me. How many times should we have listened to our wives or our mothers, or other women of wisdom. Come on, let's get real. Haven't you ever learned anything from a woman? I know of many times when I should have listened. I should have listened to my mother and my sister when they told me, when they begged me not to go watch the movie, The Exorcist. (laughs) I wish I'd never seen that movie. But I knew better. I can think of many times I wish I would have listened to my wife, Bonnie, when she would have a check in her spirit regarding a ministry or a person or something that I wanted to do or I think I needed to be aligned to. She knew better. How many times should we have listened to our wives? How many times should we have listened to a woman who had a wisdom that we didn't have? See, I believe that I've given enough scripture, and I have more, but due to time. I have enough scripture to prove that there are women pastors in the New Testament, as well as women prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles. Phoebe, a woman pastor, Paul's pastor. Priscilla, woman pastor, teacher. Junia, a woman apostle, teacher. The woman at the well. All 12 disciples went into town, didn't come back with one convert. One woman goes in, she's an evangelist. She went more to Jesus and became an apostle. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.